0: Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Daryl Friedman joins us from Cedia headquarters in Fishers, Indiana, where he is wrapping up his first year as the association's global president and CEO. On the day of this recording, Daryl, along with the Cedia board of directors and staff, hosted the association's annual membership meeting. The virtual event offered updates on Cedia's progress in 2022, the financial status of the organization, and goals for next year. Today, we revisit some of those same topics and find out more about Daryl's first year at Cedia. Daryl Friedman, thanks again for joining us today. Great to see you.
1: It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to wrap my year up with you, Jeremy. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's an honor. And, uh, almost a year ago, you did uh, join the Cedia community. We, we spoke back at that time, and um, you, you became official global president and CEO. Um, when you took that role, you were new to this industry, having come from the recording side of the business. Um, but you went out on the road and met with many Cedia members and learned what people liked and maybe didn't like so much about the association. During the year, you and your board set some goals and reworked the association's strategic plan. Now, when you look back on 2022, um, is there one specific accomplishment or set of accomplishments that you are most proud of having achieved?
1: Oh, great question. I think a couple of things. One is being able to get out there and really meet our members from all over the world and hear from them about what they think CD is doing right. And as you said, uh, integrators and manufacturers in this channel are not shy when we're doing something that needs improvement, they will tell me. And they did. And so that really, that first three months of meeting literally hundreds of members uh, on both sides of the pond, at ISC, all over the world, and uh, at Expo, really informed a lot of the planning process that went back into our strategic plan and our, and our value, um, really, to the community. So that was um, a, a very big highlight for me to hear directly from the members. <clears throat> and also to move some of the sort of the hidden gems and um, what were sometimes called the best kept secrets at CDA, move them a little bit more into the spotlight. Um, The most recent one was the advocacy initiatives that we do. And you and I have talked about this in the past. It's so important. It keeps our integrators in business. And most of them don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. But if if we didn't do the work, they would know about it because one day they would wake up and be told they can't pull low, low voltage anymore because they have to have an electrician's license. So the work that the team here in government affairs is doing is so important. And that happens around the world, um, work being done in the United Kingdom, in Australia, even in India, we talked to some Indian members about some advocacy work that they need. So moving that to the spotlight, um, really culminating at Expo, where we had the advocacy town hall and we had a 7.30 breakfast on the first morning of Expo. We didn't know if anyone was going to come. 300 people came and it was standing room only and really engaging conversation about this topic. So moving that to the forefront was really one of the most gratifying things uh, from the first year
0: were there any particular things or initiatives that you didn't really get off the ground that you had hoped would, would get started that maybe still on that uh, you know forward-looking plan for CDA membership in the industry as a whole
1: yeah I mean one of the things that um, I knew was important but I didn't really realize how important it was until I got out there and talked to our members was the labor shortage now of course every industry is facing this and we know that it exists. But this is an industry that really could do so much more work if we just had more technicians and more integrators. So um, while that was always a priority uh, for me coming into the job, it wasn't until I really talked to these hundreds of integrators to find out how urgent it is. And it will be, even though the economy, you know, some of the macroeconomic factors are changing, it's still going to be an issue. So I would have liked to have launched that uh, program this year. But the good news is, We will be launching a very robust program in the first uh, month of next year and uh, announcing a lot of that at ISC. But essentially, you're going to have a a very important three pronged approach to getting more technicians in, getting those young people to hear what a great industry this is. Imagine if you can get trained without having the debt of a four year college, get a job immediately do work with cool technology and make people happy in their homes. I mean, it's a it's a great story to tell. So I'm looking forward to getting to that early next year.
0: Yeah, and of course, labor shortages is, is t- something that so many industries and businesses are dealing with. So it's nothing um, unique to CEDIA, but it's a unique challenge because it requires that special training. So yeah, that's a great initiative. And we'll talk a little bit more about the the future looking stuff um, as as we get going here. But uh, one of the things I I wanted to touch on was that you sent out an email prior to the membership uh, meeting where you you kind of lined up some of your you know, 2022 um, achievements and talked about the plans for the meeting. And um, you you recalled a, an anecdote in there that I thought was really interesting about your first interview with the um, CEO search committee prior to being hired uh, by Cedia. And you told the committee that you felt that CDIA was doing great work but not uh, a great job of communicating that work. And uh, you, you mentioned advocacy, which is one of those areas. Um, what were the other specific areas that you saw as the association strengths as an outsider looking in and things that, you know, very well now as the CEO, uh, what were those other areas besides advocacy that, that really needed to be highlighted and promoted to the outside world more?
1: Right. Well, um, I, I knew of CDIA because I was working for the Grammy awards organization and we had actually endorsed, uh, Cedia's high res audio, um, immersive audio program training. So I was familiar with it, but, um, When I talked to other people about it, uh, they didn't really, they knew smart home, they knew technology, home technology, but no one really knew Cedia outside of the people who worked literally in the channel. So I think the main thing that I was telling the search committee was I really want to make this more of a a recognized industry. You know, you you know, the design industry exists, you know, the, the architecture industry exists, but people don't generally know there is a professional trained industry that puts technology in the home. So... Um, the story I told the search committee when I came when I came into my first interview was, uh, you know, I went upstairs after after I got the call. I went upstairs to my wife's home office because I knew that if I searched Cedia, it was going to be uh, well known because I had already been uh, familiar with it. But I went up to my wife's office and I just said. We're going to outfit this home with technology, go online and and try and figure out how to do it. And I stood behind her as she searched and CD unfortunately never came up. So one of the things that I think is the key point of telling that story is to get outside of our channel, tell the, the architecture community, the building community, the design community and the homeowner who's searching for these things, that there exists a professional community of integrators who are certified and trained. And if you're going to let anybody in your home, you want to let a professional in your home. So that's the story I want to tell, and that's the thing I think was maybe missing, and that we're really working hard on, uh, in this in this year already, but next year you'll see much more of in terms of getting that word out.
0: Yeah, um, I know that you've uh, you've spoken, and you, you mentioned in your letter the importance of communicating to that outside world, to the industry as a whole, and that a key to that was filling a role in your in your organization with the vice president of communications um, christine DeJoy. now um how important is her role and what, what do you um hope that her team uh, is able to accomplish in championing cDA to the channel and the other industries related to, to CDA?
1: yeah it's critically important it was the one hire that i wanted to make sure i did myself and When I interviewed a number of candidates who were very interested in coming on board, I I told them all, you will be joined at the hip with me because this is my priority, is to get this word out about Cedia and about the people who make this industry so great. So after a a very robust search of uh, numerous candidates, we hired Christine DeJoy, who came in as our VP of Communications in August. And she has a great background both um, in the commercial and nonprofit side, so she can help us. She understands the world that we live in as an association, but she also has connections and understanding of that corporate world where we need to be much more um, visible. So she came in to lead an incredible team, really. The, The marketing and communications people here were fantastic. It was just missing that one piece at the top to really synthesize everything and bring it together and professionalize us. And I think now going forward with Christine and her team, we're going to be able to tell that CDS story much better.
0: And in in your role, um, you've made an effort to listen to CDA members around the world, like you said, and um, you've also obviously met with your board of directors and staff. Um, In what ways has their input informed um, the revised strategic plan? I I hear that reference, it came up today in the meeting. Um, What's revised about the strategic plan and and the suite of offerings that CDA is working on?
1: Yeah, well, I just want to say one word about the board, since you mentioned it. This board is doing exactly what the sh- board should be doing, which is to provide guidance and oversight for me, give me the feedback. They're the elected representatives of the community. So they're the sounding board I go to first when I have an issue. They're all integrators from all different sizes, manufacturers from all over the world. So um, they're doing exactly what the board uh, should be doing. And I think, you know, CD has had a, a history of having different boards come in and then the 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 focus will change based on the board and CDA kind of, you know, kind of wavered in terms of its focus because there wasn't a set sort of north star. So what this board said, Daryl, you and your team, you are managing this company. We're here to give you guidance on oversight. We're going to approve the strategic plan, but you're going to implement it. And it's going to be three years. So why we needed a strategic plan was we didn't have one. Um, The last one had expired, but it was also... um, overly complicated and wasn't really followed. It was divided into really a siloed approach of different departments where um, departments were really almost competing with each other for resources and and attention. What we wanted to do with this plan was really um, make a a cohesive plan that you know we're all in this together, we're all gonna make Cedia great. It doesn't matter what job you hold or what title you hold, you're working toward this common goal. And the common goal at the end is to make Cedia the most recognized and worldwide recognized um, understanding of everyone the smart home industry. So whether you're in design and build or whether you're a homeowner, you're going to understand that there is a profession, a Cedia industry, where integrators are trained and they're going to come into your home certified, and that's going to be a, a profession equal at the table with all the other trades. So um, we've started with this value proposition of the ACE, as we call it, our advocacy connection and education. And next month, we'll be unveiling to all of our volunteers and committee members um, the strategic plan and the vision so everybody can work on the same page and work toward the same common goal.
0: And and I was impressed to to learn that to make all this happen you you've actually balanced your budget you're you're in a pretty good financial place now for the first time in maybe the past 5 years and there are a lot of factors that went into that selling at the expo started i guess the process and then of course the Pandemic and and cancellation of events, which are revenue sources. But uh, what what were some of the keys to to accomplishing what uh, Corey Dickerson, your uh, VP of Senior VP of Finance and Operations, explained in the uh, meeting this morning? Uh, getting that balanced budget and uh, getting things lined up as far as the the finances going forward for CDA and to 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 achieve some of these objectives.
1: Well, you know, first, I want to say that the last five years, even though it hasn't been a balanced budget, it's no um, no uh, criticism of my predecessors. It's been a very challenging time. So after the show was sold, that whole income stream, of course, went away in terms of um, now it's a a small royalty payment rather than all the profit from the show. Then you have a pandemic hit. um, And then there were also investments that needed to be made in this company and that my predecessors made. So it was really uh, operating uh, in a deficit. Uh, understandably, but we decided you know you can't do that forever and it's time to kind of buckle up and uh, and button batten down the hatches here and have a little more physical discipline. So on the revenue side, we're really growing that revenue. One thing is our tech summits are becoming very popular. They're a great um, resource for the industry to have a, a very different kind of model. So you know we always want people to go to Expo if that's the main place to see this technology. but there's also in addition to that, many of those same manufacturers find, a very simplified local, you know, tabletop exhibit can be useful for in the local community. And those are becoming um, very good revenue drivers for us. Of course, ISC came back in full force. So that helped as well. So on the revenue side, we're looking at new approaches. Even utilizing this beautiful building I'm in today, we want to make sure that we monetize that properly. And there's a lot of space that goes unused that could be rented out. So that's one thing on the revenue side. But also on the expense side, we're just being a little more conservative in our spending and, um, you know. Uh, If you saw the car I was driving this week, you would understand what I mean by
0: that.
1: (laughs) Uh, We're just being very responsible. uh, We have a fiduciary obligation to our membership. Utilize those dues uh, in in the proper way, and we're just being a little bit more responsive to that. Um, But I think overall, you're going to see growth in CDM, both revenue, uh, and then the expenses will will keep up as needed but not uh, exceed the revenue.
0: Well, after the break, we will continue our conversation with Daryl Friedman.
1: Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by AlterCo Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or COAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at
0: ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Daryl Friedman, global president and CEO of Cedia. Um, Darryl, you were you were mentioning some of the ways that uh you were kind of battening down the hatches, so to speak, and tightening the belt a bit on spending, but yet there are new new initiatives. Um and uh I guess what you know, let's talk about some of those bigger priorities for twenty twenty-three. And uh, you talked about workforce development. Um, you hinted at some of those those areas that are gonna be introduced pretty pretty soon, right after the first of the year. Can you get into a little more detail on on how uh, CD is working to try to create uh, a career path for folks coming out of high school, trade schools, uh, into the industry?
1: Right. Well, you know, as I said, we have a great story to tell. But what I didn't say, equally true, is we have great storytellers to tell that story. The integrators, when you talk to any integrator, they're so inspired and excited about the work they do. What better ambassador could we have than the integrators themselves? So we're going to partner with them. We're asking uh, every integrator to take our toolkit that we've developed. It's going to be simple. We're going to give you everything you need, how to contact a school in your area, a toolkit, a presentation to present, even a cool video that's targeted to the 16, 17 year old demographic and tell them what a great opportunity this is to join. And I've been testing this around whenever I talk to integrators around the world You know, some of them will say, you know, really, I'm too busy. I like, I love Cedia and I want to, you know, do what I can, but i maybe not using the suite of offerings that Cedia um, is is presenting because I'm so busy. And then I'll say to them, what about doing this? What about going into a school and presenting uh, this presentation to students? And to a person, every one of them said, tomorrow, give it to me. I will be in that classroom tomorrow. They're so excited about that. And so we officially announced this in London at the UK awards for, um, for Cedia. And I, I, I had an audience of 300 people and I asked them, I said, if you will commit tonight, I want you to raise your hand and tell me if you will commit to this one school, one time in this next year, that's 30 students, that's 100,000 people, and every hand went up. And then if we ask every one of our 4,000 members to do that, um, then we've got quite a a reach of students to reach. So yeah, we may not be the biggest industry and we know other industries are um, also suffering from labor shortage, but I think with the story we have to tell and the storytellers that we have to tell it, we can do a great job of bringing some of those people into our industry and really re- uh, releasing some of the pressure that we have on the on the labor issue.
0: I think that's a great spin-off of what CD has been doing for years, which is the uh, presentations to the associated trades at, like the architects and builders and interior designers and having sort of a set to train the trainer program to go into those spaces. Um, and have um, lunch and learns that sort of thing to take that and adapt it toward that younger audience that potential um, trade group that's a, it seems like a natural fit really a great idea there um, you're also doing the the uh the tech summit editions you said you're inviting in uh young people to explore the tech summits as well that's already happening isn't it
1: Yeah, it started a little bit. So the the, um, initiative I just spoke about going into the schools, that's really one prong of a three-pronged approach to this new um, workforce initiative. Second is the tech summits. We are in local communities, so why not use those as career fairs? And this is all over the world. We're going to bring students in, touch and feel the technology, talk to integrators, bring their resumes, even maybe take some training and, and learn an introductory course about this industry. So I think the tech summits Pair with that presentation, in the schools will be great, and then the third element, which will I think hopefully will these first two will lead to, is a student affiliation at CEDIA. So you can actually, without being an official member of CEDIA, you can be affiliated with our association if you're interested as a young person. Look at some of the videos and some of the training we have, and get introduced to this industry. And we think these all three of these programs are going to combine to produce a new pipeline of workers into our space.
0: Yeah, and. I know another initiative when you're talking about communicating is uh, making Cedia more widely known to the other trades again, and certification is part of that. So what, what is uh, the plan exactly for getting certification more widely recognized outside Cedia?
1: Well, people need to be asking for it. So right now, I think if an integrator went to into someone's home, most likely the homeowner is not going to know enough to say, are you Cedia certified? We want to change that because we want the homeowner to have that confidence, that stamp of approval, good housekeeping seal, if you will, or good smart housekeeping seal, even if you know that expression from back in the day. And so we need to create that, that pressure from the, the community itself, the end user itself to understand it's important to have a trained and certified instructor. So we are going to be, that's all part of this campaign to reach the consumers, which I know is a very tall task, um, but not so much these days as it would have been even 10 years ago. I mean, CDA is not going to buy a Super Bowl ad or a World Cup ad. But now with the way this is today, you can use very sophisticated SEO approaches and the consumer is going to be online searching for this technology or someone to install it. We're going to be there to pop up and say why they should ask for a CDA certified uh, technician to come into their homes. Once that happens and more people start asking, for that certification. The same way you'd, you'd want to see a plumber be licensed or electrician be licensed, you want to see your integrator be, be certified. So once that starts happening, we think there'll be more um, incentive for the community to become certified. And that's good for everybody. Because there's one story that resonates with me from, from what I've heard from all my travels is when there's um, an untrained entrant into the field who goes into a home and doesn't do a good job it really affects everybody. It affects the very top um, integrator because the reputational damage that's caused is um, hard to overcome, even though they are you know, at the top of their game. So we want to make sure the whole industry, the bar is raised and certifications will help do that.
0: And you already mentioned the importance of the ongoing advocacy that Cedia is known for. And it was the thing that you were told was the best kept secret or I don't know. That's best kept, but it's the, the secret that no one knows that is so important to the, what Cedia does and what value it brings to membership and in the industry as a whole. Um, how is Cedia continuing to work to protect the business environment through, through working with legislation and, and advocacy?
1: Well, I'll start in the U.S. Um, in, in the United States, you know, we have one person doing the government affairs work. He's a superhero, Darren Rubin. many of you know, and I think he's been on your show Yep. And uh, we need to um, – so it's been very limited to U.S. Um, – a lot of it's been U.S. state-based legislation, regulatory issues, licensing issues. But there are also major federal issues in the United States that affect our industry. Um, chip shortages. You know, the Chip Act was just passed. Um, we have trade issues. We have tariff issues. So all of those things, even data privacy, will come into play. And we need to be at the table. Our integrators need to have a voice and a seat at that table. So that's going to be expanding in the U.S., and throughout North America. And then not just the United States. I think we're seeing already the great work um, that's happening in the EMEA office for Cedia, where they're working with them. Um, I and mean, they literally went to the, the House of Lords <laughs> for a presentation and getting some of the new construction in the UK um, certified to be um, uh, smart technology to help disabled people um, work. So that's gonna continue on. We have some ideas in Australia. We have some ideas, uh, tax issues I've heard about. From some of our members in India. So we really want to make this a worldwide emphasis for CDA to make sure the business environment is protected so that the integrators can do the jobs they do without interference or unfriendly legislation.
0: And I think the big message at the advocacy town hall was the message that Darren's been trying to deliver for years. and, And a lot of folks do get involved, but it kind of, then it, then it's forgotten. Is that feet on the ground kind of approach that if you hear something happening in your local community or your state, and Darren, who tracks everything, isn't aware of it for some reason, that it's great to feed that information back. But also, if he has that information, he needs to reach out to you and become that sort of spokesperson locally or regionally um, that, that puts a human face to what's happening, right? So that that involvement from the membership, it's a lot of what the theme is, I think, right now with what we're talking about is that involvement from the membership. And that's uh, right. And that, yeah, that I mean, feeds into advocacy as well.
1: It's so important in advocacy. And as you know, all politics is local. So when you know, when we go into Michigan and talk about an issue, it's one thing for, you know, association to be there. It's one other a very different thing. For their constituents to come in and their bosses you know the people i always tell our members you are the boss of those legislators you can hire them and you can fire them they listen to you more than they listen to anybody else so we want to make sure that we have those um we just had the local congresswoman representing this district victoria sparts um, come to our headquarters and tour the tour the facility and learn about our industry and meet some of our staff who are her constituents and that makes that kind of impact I know one of Darren's goals this year is to have 40 state captains in the United States, to have 40 people, 40 out of 50 states will have state captains who will be in charge of the advocacy work in those states. And we hope to have one in-person advocacy day uh, somewhere in the country where we can actually test drive this idea of having our members come to the state house in real life and talk and sit down and meet with those members of the state legislature to make those connections. So very excited about what's happening in that
0: front. That is exciting and very important. I think the one of the most important parts of what what CDA does, for sure. Um, and uh, I guess lastly, I, I was kind of ha- pleased to, to learn during the meeting today that the membership is is actually growing. You're up to around four thousand members, which is a uh, it's a good number from where it had been. I, I, I've heard. Um, so so things are 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 improving in terms of the the uh, buy-in, I guess, from the industry and being CEDIA members. So um, good good note there. I uh, just thought I'd mention it as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to see that that grow and we can expect it to continue. I mean, we I think we've done a, a better job this year of explaining those value, those intangible values. One thing to say, yes, you're a CDM member, you will get these discounts. There's you know a trade-off here. But it's a very different thing to say, you know, all these intangible benefits, we're bringing people into the workforce, we're protecting your business environment, we're making your industry more aware and more professionalized to consumers. Design and build those things. Actually, you can benefit from whether you're a member or not. but this community, they want to support those efforts, and they become members. So we want to be that beacon for the industry, and we think those numbers will continue to grow.
0: Yeah, and the collaboration. Y- you know, you may not be friends with your local your uh, local competitor, but throughout the country, to have something in common, to be able to uh, connect with with peers and. You see that so much. It's that peer-to-peer um, insight that you gain. CD is one of those avenues, and to be a CD member, to be a fellow CD member with someone, I think, is very valuable. Um, it's a it's a good uh, partnership and uh, opportunity to be in the in the same tribe, so to speak. So, um, hopefully, that, that continues to grow and and see that your your leadership is is really guiding the association in the right direction and you've got a good board behind you and and staff, of course. Um, and, and I guess for, for folks who wanted to uh, check out the, uh, the membership meeting, the CD members who weren't able to view that today, is that something that's on, uh, on demand as well on the website?
1: On our Vimeo channel? Yes, we'll be having that on our Vimeo channel, and it will be available to watch uh, afterwards. Most people actually watch it um, after the fact. Obviously, it's a busy time of year for folks, um, and I think uh, many of them will be watching at their leisure uh, over the break. And as I announced today, we'll be turning that annual meeting into something live at ISC. And we'll also have that on demand as well. But we hope to have more of an interactive and in-person version of the annual meeting starting next month.
0: Well, that's great. I'm sure uh, folks will appreciate that uh, at the uh, ISC conference. And uh, it'll be great for you to get get to connect with people in person a lot more. So uh, good luck with the coming year. I know we'll, we'll connect there at headquarters after the first of the year. Uh, did this one virtually one more time just so that I had the right recording equipment and everything. But uh, look forward to coming by since I'm not too far away there from, from Fishers. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up after the holidays are over.
1: Sounds great. Well, thanks for having me on. I wish you a happy holidays. And anyone anyone who's watching from our community, thank you for all of your support. And a very happy holidays to you as well.
0: Daryl Friedman is the global president and CEO of Cedia the trade association that we all know and love. You can learn more about Cedia at cedia.net. That wraps up today's show. Special thanks to Pretty Easy Podcast for producing and editing this episode. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.